What's up, y'all? This is Editor Lex, actually. Uh, this week, me and Sid are feeling a little under the weather, so we reached down in the vault and brought back one of our favorite reviews from season one. The other week, I shared a clip on TikTok of the movie Jin. You guys seem pretty interested in it, so I wanted to bring back our review of this movie, not only because the movie was great, but also because uh, this film just made so many opportunities for me and Sid to like put in our own experiences with the subject matter. And it was a really wonderful review. So I hope you enjoy it. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And, you know, as always, we appreciate y'all uh, sticking with us. We'll be back and better next week. Enjoy. I know we hear this a lot about, you know, black girls and how our story should be told on the screen and how, you know, we grow up too and our experience should be shared. So, look, we got one for you. This is a black girl coming of age story, and I don't want to hear no more mess about not having one. Because we got one here today, and they're going to keep coming. I promise you that. Hey, I'm Lex. Hey, y'all. I'm Sid. And this is the New Chitlin Circuit. We review indie, low budget, and direct-to-TV black films. Salam, Sydney. <laughs> what we watched this week? You know what? I'm going to take that with a grain of salt because... <laughs> I know you mean well. Uh, you know, it's salams. It's perfect. It's right on. It's on brand with the film. It's on brand with what we're doing today. So I love it, uh, and I'm excited. Mm-hmm. So appreciate your enthusiasm, <laughs> <laughs> Sydney. I want to put a pin just real quick. Uh-huh. It won't be long before people realize that you say you're excited about every movie we watch. Mm. <laughs> you're right. All right, scrap that. I'm going to do like a super cut of that. It's, <laughs> What are we watching? I am excited. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love the excitement. Because <laughs> these movies be so good and people should pay more attention to them. And I'm glad we get to do that. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, this week, we tuned in to Jen, uh, directed and written by Nilsha Mumin. I really hope that I pronounced your name right, sis. Uh, I watched some interviews and I didn't want to butcher it because, you know, we both Southern on this show and I will butcher a name and not on purpose, but appreciate yeah, you. It's all love. Yeah. It's all love. Um, yeah. So Jen originally debuted at South by Southwest 2018 um, and with a great cast, a lot of newcomers or not really newcomers, but a few folks that we haven't really seen. At least I haven't seen on like a feature film mm-hmm. role. So uh, like the main character, Summer who is played by Zoe Renee, who, if you remember, when we were, uh, we were still in school. Remember BET show The Quad? Uh, yeah, I, I do remember BET's The Quad. <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay, so remember the girl that was playing a saxophone and couldn't get the dance Girl, right? yes. I, <laughs> this is her? <laughs> <laughs> That's her. <laughs> this is her. Zoe Renee. <laughs> What only Sydney would remember such a specific that is that is like one of the fifteen minutes of BT's The Quad that I actually saw. <laughs> it's her yes. dancing with I her mean, saxophone. The same. I didn't watch much of the show after that, but you know, shout out to you, sis, for your this was like I think her uh debut in a feature film. So nice. you know, she's moving places. And you know, the quad had two seasons, so it was successful in that. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. That's the um, thing about some of the TV shows like the BET originals or even some of Tyler Perry's TV content. The show itself might mm-hmm. not be good, but the talent is usually always like 
like stellar, there. like the, the talent of the actors. So I'm glad to see Miss Zoe Renee uh, out here still moving and shaking. Great point. Great point. Uh, we have Simone Missick, who I think is most famously known for her like role in Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. And then she's currently starring on CBS's All Rise. I had to look up. I wanted to get all y'all discography together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then Dorian Missick, who is Simone's husband, which I thought was a great little like, mm-hmm. you know, cameo. Uh, for him in the movie as her ex-husband, um, who's also, I think, was in Luke Cage. I didn't really watch Luke Cage, but he was like a villain or something, or like uh, huh. somebody, because they met on the show. Oh! Um, and then I, I, I'll I, be remiss if I didn't <laughs> mention the ever-so-fine, oh my God, Kelvin Harrison Jr. He is talented mm-hmm. as well, Sydney. Mm-hmm. He's not mm-hmm. just your eye candy. Yeah, he is talented. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure, Jan. Yeah, sure, Jan. No, he is talented, for real, for real, but he's your eyes, too, as they say. Hmm. Now, so, uh, so what? What was you about to say? <laughs> I was, you know, Calvin, I don't know if you're single or if you're looking for an entanglement, Sydney. but I am available. Okay, Sid, so... Just like when I tried to shoot my shot at Chloe Bailey, completely unrelated to the movie we were reviewing, I think we need another mm-hmm. rule where you can't you, you can't shoot multiple shots hmm, at the same uh, actor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think mm-hmm. three is a good limit. That's your second one. Um, after three, mm-hmm. it's getting problematic. <laughs> is it just is it just thirsty or is it problematic? Depends on my mood, which I, which one I want to call it. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? I'll <laughs> I'll agree to disagree, and I'll take this shot because <laughs> it was worth it. Yeah, I, I I didn't look up the cast to this before I suggested this movie because I saw the cover. Mm-hmm. I said, "Ooh, this is a nice nice story about a black girl growing up. We're gonna watch this one." Right. And I didn't look at the cast, so when Mr. Harrison Jr. shows up on screen, I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh yes, here we go. Here's Kelvin." <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And that's like that's the main cast. And we, you know we have uh let's see, Kelly Jenrette who plays Rashida, Kelvin's mother in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know her from somewhere. Actually, same. I didn't. I didn't really. She was familiar to me. She was in Uncorked. She show was in Uncorked. Wow, mm-hmm. girl, you mm-hmm. was good in that. Yeah. There it is. I knew I knew her face yeah, was somewhere. Yeah, she was uh, and the sister who couldn't cook, right? Yes, yeah. precisely. That's exactly who she was. Yeah. yeah. Um, I find her like presence to be so warm, just inviting. I like, which is why I think she did good in this role. Mm-hmm. Let's let's just go ahead and get right into it. Then. Yeah. Shoot. Do you want to give us? <laughs> yeah. A, you know, we kind of opened up and let the people know this is a coming of age story that is centered uh, around a black girl. But you know, you want to give us your mm-hmm. sixty seconds of. Yeah, just a quick synopsis of what we're about to get into. That's a challenge. Explain what happens in the movie, Jen, mm-hmm. in 60 seconds. I, I'm ready to do that. You got the clock pulled up? I got it. I got it up. And I'm really giving you a true 60 seconds this time around. Ain't no games. We're not playing no more. This is. Yeah, you have gotten, the rules have gotten like intense. Yeah. <laughs> At first it was cute. And now I'm like, all right, let's really, let's get it down in a minute. For real. <laughs> Okay, okay. You got it? Right, yeah, I'm going to start the clock right now. All right. Um, a lovely young lady named Summer is the daughter of a news anchor mm-hmm. of a weather woman named Jade, 
Um, and they live in LA. Jade is exploring and trying to find herself after divorce. Mm-hmm. And uh, she adopts the Muslim faith and struggles with her teenage daughter, Summer, yep. in trying to incorporate that into their family lives. While Summer is just a budding young woman dealing with uh, budding romances and school and mm-hmm. college and all the stresses that come with being 17. Yeah. Wow. That was great. Yeah, 23 yeah. seconds left, too. You did that? It's it's because when you tell me I got the clock, <laughs> I guess I go, oh, shit, man. Let me make sure I can do it. Because like I've gone over once. <laughs> and it's like you, you bring the hammer down on me. You go, 62 seconds. <laughs> I go, damn. I got the clock running. <laughs> Boom. I got the clock. <laughs> Not the shot. <laughs> Yes. So that that's essentially like that's the the main conflict of the movie is is simultaneously where we're seeing Summer come of age, we're seeing her mother mm-hmm. like find out what her new way of life is going to be and like try and reinvent herself really. Yeah. Um which is honestly the first point that I would I would like to uh, start the conversation which is like Same. in coming of age stories Usually it's just about the teenager, mm-hmm. especially when it's about a teenage girl and her mom. Yep. It's usually about a teenager who is rebelling and gro- go- like growing away right. from home. Yeah. Like wanting to get as far away as possible, uh-huh. like physically yeah. and also like away from normalcy that they grew up with. But in this movie, it's about the parent and the child simultaneously growing away from each other. Like the parent is trying something new and trying to get away from normalcy. Mm -hmm. And Summer is also trying to reinvent herself just in the form of coming of age. There's a great example of this contrast too. And like very close in time with each other. So I recently watched maybe like a few days ago, Lady Bird, uh, the coming of age story Mm -hmm. of a teenager whose uh, name is Lady Bird in the movie. And it's very similar. How do you say that white girl name? Uh, Swarcy? You ain't gonna, you know, get up, get me up here say, telling telling stories, cause girl, I don't know. Say your say. I know that's not right, yeah. but it's cute. Shoot, girl, I don't know. I'm, the little girl that played Lady Bird, that's what I'm gonna call her. Um, Got it. Her, um, but it's kind of like the same. So they're living out, um, and also kind of similar to Jen in some aspects. So like Jen is like, I guess semi. I'm gonna get this right. Semi autobiographical. Nailed it. Boom. Uh, and so was Lady Bird. So it's like Lady Bird, they're a little girl growing up in San Francisco. So was the writer director. And just, you know, kind of going through her life and growing apart from her mother. And she wants to move to New York, the furthest place possible from, you know, California yeah. <laughs> in the U.S. and find herself there. But what I loved about Jen is that it gives both, you know, uh, Summer's character and her mom room to grow. And we see that happen which I haven't seen before in a coming of age story. It's always, you know, the lady bird tropes. It's the girl, her mom has done her best to raise her and give her values Mm -hmm. and, you know, wants her to sway from how she grew up, but it doesn't work that way. And the girl wants to find herself and, and it real appreciates her mom later on when she's far away. Yeah. So, yeah. That's what was, that was like the initial unique thing to me about this movie is that, Mm -hmm. like you said, typically it's about, the teenager saying, I don't want your ways, right? you know, and the parent is trying to get the teenager to stay the same. But in this movie, the parent is like, everything's different. Like they don't want to, nothing stays the same. It's all about growth and change. Yeah. Um, it, 
which just it is a breeding ground for conflict. Yes, <laughs> you know, growth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um I actually have some good news about what Lex thinks of this movie. Okay. Are you ready? I want to hear it. Let's do it. This is aside from when we ro- watch rom-coms, mm-hmm. this is the first movie we've done with a completely and wholly necessary romantic subplot. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I must That's agree. my opinion. You know, I never think yeah, it's You always think it's... <laughs> who needs it? It takes time... This is you verbatim. It just takes too much time to develop. We could you go without it. <laughs> a friendship, we get it. A romantic relationship, who cares? That's how you do... <laughs> That's your best Lex. <laughs> it was, you know, it was a little. Oh, I could have been a little less. Uh, yeah. Wow, yeah, you make me sound like the um, the Juilliard judge on Save the Last Dance. <laughs> yeah, Sarah. <laughs> oh man. I will. I hope I don't sound that pedantic. I'll try, no, no, you don't. You don't. I'll, I'll try and be. Nice. I was being extra. You don't. You don't. It's fine. Um, now anybody listening to this episode is gonna be like, "Oh, what a bitch, a Ruby Tony that Lex. <laughs> Who the hell she thinks she, she is? Think she is. You record one podcast, I don't know either, y'all. and then you girls just think you just have it all. But uh, yeah, I thought you know it's. It, we needed to see mm-hmm. how she was gonna behave in this relationship, like like with this attraction especially given like the tensions of them both attending the same uh masjid yep and like yeah i absolutely we needed to see that what did you think about the the romance between kelvin harrison jr's character's name is to hear to hear yeah and some and summer's character i mean well you know how i feel i never really see an issue with the romantic subplot <laughs> i in my mind it always enhances a story and doesn't necessarily take away from the plot it's just some you know like a, an extra treasure find on our journey mm-hmm. through like a movie um but no same because the movie is all about summer like finding herself and like figuring out her sexuality and like what makes sense like her mother's becoming a lot more conservative as she like really like gets into um, Islam and like figures out what that means for her and her family. And this boy is in the masjid and he is cute and he is looking at me. So what I'm supposed to do? I mean, you know, yeah. I'm a teenage girl and I have feelings. <laughs> so I want to <laughs> explore that feeling, even though I, you know, I still want to respect my mother and like, she wants to become a part of the faith and of the Masha did not like cross the boundary, but I'm 17. So yeah. you can't really stop me from crossing the boundary. See how I put myself in this story? This is why black coming of age stories are so important. <laughs> this absolutely. And this is why I'm very glad that we have this one and why I, you know, I wanna why I want to make sure that this has a space here on this pod. Cause if it's mm-hmm. one thing we want to do is sit up here and talk about a black girl on screen. That's that's one thing it. we absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and especially a black woman behind the, the behind the camera too. Come on. Yeah. You, yeah. There's nothing better than that. Um another reason I thought that the romantic subplot was like pivotal to the story too is it opens up the conversation on how like young muslim girls are treated about their sexuality, mm, you know? Mm-hmm. And like how that goes so there's a scene in the there's gonna be some spoilers guys i recommend you watch this movie 
It's available on Amazon Prime. Yeah, Prime. Uh, it's available. To, I rented it on Voodoo. I suggest you pause yeah. it right now. Go watch it. And come and come back. on back. Yeah. Yeah. But. Well, look, either way, we're going to get into it. So there's a yes. scene. <laughs> there's a scene in the masjid after it kind of spreads around the local Muslim community mm-hmm. that summer, you know, it's been, it has like exhibited what they would describe as like promiscuous behavior, just something yeah. that's, you know, she posts, a, she posted a racy picture of herself. Um, and the imam, uh, which is like the minister of sorts, mm-hmm. um, is given this really pointed um, like speech. I don't want to call yeah. it a sermon. I'm trying to like strip the like Christian. Yep. I uh, hear it. Words. I was like trying to neutralize, <laughs> yeah. neutralize it. Um, but he's given this really pointed speech about like. And he's looking at Summer. Like everybody yeah, in. And everyone knows. in the room is, you yeah. know, and it's just, it, which is also a note, a nod to the director. Cause I felt the shame. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like I was, like, being looked at by all these people. Um, and the reason why I bring it up and the reason also why I keep, like, noting, like, the ways that Christianity is so embedded in me is that, like, I grew up in a Southern Baptist church. Yeah. And this is, I thought this was just wild-ass, like, fundamental Christians who would publicly shame a child, mm. a teenager, for... Mm-hmm. Uh, succumbing to the desires of the flesh right like (laughs) you know i told you this story about like uh young folks in my church who would like have a baby out of wedlock or Mm -hmm. one guy got married when he was like 19 and then got divorced and how the pastor would like make them stand in front of the church this is not a small church stand in front of the church and say it and like ask for forgiveness and i'm like bro jesus is not in these pews yeah, no yeah. one can forgive you that's between you Please. and god yeah <laughs> it was just like a vehicle for shame and i like one thing that i really enjoyed about watching like glimpses into other people's religious traditions mm-hmm. is it feels like it makes me feel like more justified in wanting to distance myself from that southern yeah. baptistness because I'm like, see, the shame, all the bad stuff is there. They're doing it bad there. But in actuality, it shows up in many other, like, <laughs> many other uh, religions. religions. Yeah. And I think um, with Jen, like, I, like, my family, you know, like, we're Southern and, like, went to church, Baptist church. But, like, we weren't, like, super embedded in, like, the church. So it wasn't like we were, like, you know, like, you know my dad may have, he was on, like, the parking committee for a, a few years or something like that. But like you know, the parking ministry. Uh, my fault. See, see the parking ministry. Uh, for a ministry. few years. Yeah. Or whatever. But like we weren't we weren't like, you know, nobody was a deacon or a deaconess or like going to Bible study all the time or like even going to church every Sunday for that matter. But like yeah. even still like seeing that it reminded me of like being in children's and teen chapel and asking mm-hmm. questions. And they were, I think that they were very relevant to the the topic <laughs> and what was written in the Bible. I just wanted to figure out why things were that way and being looked at crazy because I had questions. I thought we yeah. could learn the gospel. Well, I just have a few no. questions. You had to get indoctrinated. Sydney. Yeah, you did well, it wrong. that's when I realized <laughs> I, that's not, I don't like that. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, there's so much I want to get into about like the 
the the display of faith in the movie mm-hmm. and like the description of like you know balance in between religion yeah and like rules and uh restrictions and you know god and faith the balance between those two things um but also just like visually i am impressed by this director's like work same islam's a great subject for making a beautiful movie because it, it like the mm. the patterns of the prayer rugs mm-hmm. the like tactile like nature of like the rituals like the prayer yeah. it's like you and it's always like a like certain shots are just like a certain a certainty like yeah. someone making will do like cleaning themselves before prayer is always beautiful like they, right. like you know no yeah i so agree produced a really beautiful movie yeah. you know and i'll say too like with that the director didn't have to, or with cinematography in general, didn't have to do a lot of trick shots. Like mm-hmm. even things were pretty like simple and straightforward, but it still drove like the point across. Like it still were some beautiful shots to get like glimpses of summer, just doing like little regular yeah. things like blowing bubbles and just being a fun teenager, <laughs> you know, being with her friends or whatever. But like she didn't have to no. do anything crazy for us to like to draw me yeah. into the movie. It's just like trying to figure out what's going on, and I'm interested. So shout out to True. the director. And in yeah. that way, so there's this this movie ticks so many of the boxes that I constantly bring up in movie like in our reviews. Mm-hmm. Number one, the romantic subplot is necessary. Number two, the camera is functional and it don't she didn't put too much on it. Like, you yeah. know, especially with a story this uh full, like the story mm-hmm. is very full. Um Making the camera do flips and tricks. Would that would have been distract. a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopping from Summer to Jade, her mother's character, and seeing how she is trying to grasp or, you know, convert to uh, Islam, but like dealing with her divorce, but just kind of wanting something complete in her life is what it seemed in like a community. I think yeah. that was super relatable, relatable now, like getting older and like, you know, graduating and like, you know, you're away from your friends, but you still kind of want something that just feels sane and like like home. I feel like that's how I feel now about religion. Like I see, girl, I be whistling gospel and stuff now. I used to do that, you know. What I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. I, also, I don't know all sorts of stuff. So like seeing um, that, I guess perspective from the older character who her mother's in her thirties or something. I don't know, forties. Yeah. I, I don't know. But like just forties probably. Probably forties, but getting that perspective, I'm just like, you know, girl, I I get it. I see why you're like you kind of going hard, and she does take a step back when she realizes that like this is kind of getting in between her and her daughter's relationship. Yeah, and, like, you know, I don't want to ruin you're being that. Weird, mom. You being weird, mom. <laughs> Read the room. Read the room, sis. You being weird, bro. No, but like, yeah. but just needing some some solace. And that, that's yeah. what a lot of people get from the religious practices is solace. And that's what I found recently, especially being in the middle of a viral pandemic, uh, trying to fight for yeah. my life every day, leaving the house just because mm-hmm. I'm black. And mm-hmm. it's a little, I find some solace in yeah. having and in the midst like, of all of that. Place. Yeah. In the midst of all of that, still getting a monthly cycle. Will she not read the room? Oh, girl. <laughs> girl. What's it? What the hell is that about? I'm going to write a letter. Dear (laughs) Mrs. Period. (laughs) Shit is hard, man. Shit is hard. 
and you know, and I do agree with you. You know, I I do find myself humming a tune, um, mm-hmm. like more frequently, especially it's my relationship with the religious tradition I was brought up in, which I I was a, in church every week. Like yeah, that, that was my family. I could probably count the Sundays we didn't go to church, and those yeah. Sundays somebody was actively like sick that morning Mm. (laughs) and a lot of times we just left that person at the house and went to church (laughs) you know um Mm. unless that person was me i'm the youngest so (laughs) somebody's gotta watch the baby but um it my relationship with that tradition is similar to like my relationship with my mom like it it ran pretty parallel and Mm. is kind of like there's a tension right at the turn of like coming into high school you know yeah 14, 15, and you're just mad and horny and just upset at everything. Every day, all day. It's you it's feel all. one of those things. <laughs> and you don't know why, but <laughs> this, this is mad. <laughs> I'm just mad. <laughs> well, you know, at that time, at, at that point, you know, there's there's tension and conflict in the relationship. That was true mm-hmm. for my relationship with my mom and also my relationship with the religion. And then as time goes, as time went on, and as I like grew geographically distant from those things, mm. I've moved away. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not in the South anymore. Like one time, maybe two years ago, I went home for Thanksgiving. I didn't yeah. get good out the airport before I got a Jehovah Witness pamphlet, Sydney. <laughs> That's how different the South is. Yes. That, hap- that never happens to me when I, when I come home, like ever. Well, I take the train. Oh, that's why. See, I, 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 I'm, I'm waiting. For... Right oh, there with okay. the Jesus at the door. As soon as you off the plane in Atlanta, is okay. you get a that's ten why. piece lemon pepper and a Jehovah Witness pamphlet. But, yeah. Yeah. but like, as I'm now, I'm geographically apart from both of those things, my mom and the religion. And mm. now I can start to like, like, since it, since neither of those things are being forced on me, like yeah. you know, I'm not forced to live with my mom. I'm not yeah. forced to go to church anymore. I can really acquaint myself with the parts that I do like and confront the parts that I don't with mm. a, like a safe distance. So like I, that natural like progression towards softening, like the distaste that mm-hmm. I had for it comes with that and with age, as you say, because yeah. after you leave school, you kind of realize how alone you are, you know, you kind of realize how few people are with you. Right. And I need something that keeps me sane and feel like I'm not really, I'm not, I know I'm not walking, as they say, walking alone in this life, but just to have that backdrop and know that I'm really not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's a good feeling. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And so uh, this movie <laughs> provides such a like rich look at like the vulnerability that goes yes. with developing faith and like, you know trying to you know submit to something larger than you you mm, know i had to look at myself for a second like after watching i sat with myself for a little bit and I said, huh you know you you was kind of going through something and i see why you you're praying a little more ain't you yeah that's what you're doing <laughs> <laughs> that's what mm-hmm. you're doing look at you <laughs> growth as they say so growth growth definitely yeah you know one thing that about the because as I said, my lens on religion is largely Christian, other than mm-hmm. the glimpses into other religions that I get from TV and movies, um, yeah. which I really like. 
like this movie and Rami, the television series, and um, I need that to last... start that. I've only heard good things You'd about like Rami. It's good. Yeah, I want to start good. it. And the uh, last season of Transparent, where like you, we got uh, like a really intimate and close look at Jewish. That's on Prime too, right? Yes, that's yeah. on Prime too. I find it really captivating, especially when it's the lens of someone trying to make the faith fit for them. So mm-hmm. yeah. Another similar thing to Rami is, so Mahershala's in Rami in the second season. Oh, girl, that's all you had to say. Don't worry about <laughs> it. I'll be tuning in. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> but it kind of, it's the same trope. And now it's a trope because I've seen it twice. That's what I'm calling a trope. Okay. Of the really attractive imam, mm, uh, mm-hmm. like the leader of the masjid being really cute. Yeah. It's like, the, it's the same thing. This movie has that as well. Where the imam is kind of, it's like pretty attractive, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's why I thought her mama joined uh, the masjid at first. That's said, oh, girl, I get it. You're trying to get over your man. I don't know if this is the right way to do it, but okay, girl. But hey, more power to you, sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another thing about, like, faith and specifically the movie's look into Islam, like, from the perspective of this writer who is semi-autobiographical, you know? Mm-hmm. Another point of that I want to like kind of open up a conversation with you about is I find myself a little unsure of what the filmmaker's opinion is, like what the filmmaker's viewpoint is. Some things mm-hmm. in the movie felt like kind of judgy, like of course the mom goes a little overboard at one point and like gets a little too stringent but also summer does you know where she like just starts meanly slut shaming people and it doesn't the movie doesn't really her own friends yeah yeah and the movie doesn't really well for me it didn't like really nail down what the what the tone on those was supposed to be was it supposed to be that the filmmaker thinks that like a, a haram lifestyle, like a lifestyle outside of Islam or like a sinful uh-huh. lifestyle, including like drinking and having sex um, yeah. and like not dressing modestly. It is the filmmaker's opinion that that's super wrong and it's okay yeah. to judge people or I, I, I couldn't, was... I don't want that to be true. Yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't get that vibe at all. Actually. I thought it was okay. because now like summer had gotten, as I guess has faced a lot more scrutiny since like joining the faith. She's just now taking that out on other people because like, mm. there's nobody else she can really do that on, you know, do that with, or do that too. I should say like within the, uh, the, what's the, uh, Within like her masjid. new like religious circle. Oh yeah, masjid. Yeah. Um, so like now she asked people to do like her her friends who were already kind of like like her one friend who was like, girl, my uncle, he he converted to Islam. Like he tried to yeah. get four five wives and then ended up in jail or whatever. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and at first time I was yeah. like, oh girl, no, my mom was just you know she trying to get a man. She just trying to do something real fast. And then turns yeah, around, Summer kind of, right, she appreciates the faith or, she, you know, finds it interesting at least. And then yeah. her friends kind of don't. But then at the same time, like, she's kind of looked at as an outsider in the church. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think she's just yeah. trying to find that balance of like, well, girl, I'm 
I'm the queen bee outside of all of this. So like this, I'm gonna talk to my friends kind of crazy because I can't do this most of the time when I'm at service with my mom and doing doing all this other stuff where I got to be kind of a little bit more quiet and just sit back and learn because I don't know a lot about the faith yet. But when I'm out and about, look, girl, just because you hoeing don't mean you're going to do X, Y, and Z to me because blah, blah, blah. So I didn't think it was like the director trying to be kind of like prudish or something like that. I didn't get that from the vibes. Yeah. I just thought it was maybe some are like retaliating. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the line got blurry for me between Summer's opinions, but I guess because the movie's about Summer and Jade, and so they yeah. both held these opinions, and the the judgy opinions about like women's sexuality mm. was it wasn't like there wasn't like a check on that, you know what I'm saying? That's like, true. It felt like that's what everybody in the movie felt, so that's what the filmmaker felt. But it probably, yeah. like she probably doesn't, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's I don't just think probably so. like or at least I, like I immersion. Don't yeah, because yeah. even with like the uh, Rashida's character, after she finds out that uh, Summer and Tahir had sex, she gets all mm-hmm. weird with Summer and like thinks Summer's like this sinner or whoever's going to go to hell or something because she has sex with her son, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it's like, y- you just tried to stick up for Summer last week when, you know, she was out it doing service yeah. for just post it was a little picture in the sports bra i thought hashtag halal hottie was kind of cute i thought it was you know <laughs> catchy but anyway it was cute <laughs> it was catchy but and now she want to call you want to be the ops and call summer's mama and put out her business mm-hmm. in the street that's not your place let summer tell her mama that you don't need to do that so i just yeah or maybe she's trying you to know show what, I found what happens that. yeah what i want to know is that like so when I see this stuff, because I saw it, you know, in watching other like Muslim uh, like content, like films mm-hmm. and movies, films and TV, is that like it's such a tight knit community. You know, if yeah. you attend this masjid, then everybody know your mama. So when you do stuff like that, people call your mama, which mm. sounds really fucking stressful. Yeah, like God, to me. Can't, can't do nothing. <laughs> that is way too much stress oh to be that God. like, oh. Uh, yeah. But that's also my American, like, individualism jumping out. But, like, in a church, like, in, in the South, there are so many churches. Mm-hmm. Like, the only kids who have that level of scrutiny is kids of, like, clergy people. Like, yeah. you know? The PKs. Yeah. Yeah. The PKs and, like, the kids of the deacons and stuff like that. The choir yeah. members. Stuff like that. But, like, you know, you're just in the congregation. Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm gonna call my mom. For, yeah. So like, yeah, just the the close knitness of the community is overwhelming for a 17 year old. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it seems like a lot because uh, yeah. you're already going through a lot at that point. Like, Summer is a senior in high school. She's ready to get the hell on. Like She's a lot on of us were. Letters. Yeah, like because that's a stressful time. Like, I, I, yeah. I, we have been out of high school for a good amount of time at this point but still like it's i remember yeah being stressed the hell out senior year yeah. like waiting on pre- college acceptance Oof. letters especially when you like have only narrowed down just a few schools that you applied to it yeah waiting on those letters is like the moment the time between asking someone to marry you and when they respond <laughs> like the way those five seconds feel Except uh-huh. spread out over four months. Months. <laughs> a whole <laughs> <Every> semester. <day. laughs> 
Like, I, I like I literally was waking up in the middle of the night covered in sweat for like Same. when I was eighteen in Same. those months. It was terrible. Oh I my would god, never it was go bad. Back. And then once you get into school, I was like, well, damn, I can't wait to get on because I can't be around this no more. Y'all, y'all suffocating me. I got to spread my wings because I don't got this letter. Yeah. I don't. I could go to class or not. It really doesn't matter. I'm graduating regardless, yeah. and I want to leave. That's yeah. a lot to go through at that point it's in a your whole life. Lot. So imagine, like you know, your parents are freshly divorced at that time, mm. and your mom is introducing you to a new faith. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot for a seventeen-year-old. You know. Shout out to Summer. Uh, <laughs> shout out to her for surviving this yes yeah, girl i don't know if i would i don't know if i would have made it sis i was already melodramatic growing up so adding that on top of all of this it just would have been too much mm-hmm. for me it would have been a production honestly <laughs> if you would like to hear more about me and sydney's struggles when we were teenager go back and listen to the cellar and the spades episode please <laughs> angsty another coming of age black girl tale yeah yeah very angsty um, very much i did want to since we were talking about like parents and pressure and stuff i did want to mm-hmm. take a moment and make sure we talked about um to parents like the role they played in this movie i yeah. thought that was like the relief this movie like really Ugh. needed because things were piling up yeah like, on on summer and on jade and consequently on me because you know i'm in the family at this right. point i'm watching the movie <laughs> I'm tapped in. What's Sawiti say? Yeah. Tap, tap, tap in. Don't, I, don't hate on my girl. Cause what I should, I, I don't. There's nothing to hate on. I don't get it. <laughs> that's for a different time. I just don't know why you keep pushing this on me. <laughs> anyway, beautiful gowns. <laughs> <laughs> um, things are piling up, you know. Uh, yeah, and. She's just trying to do all this stuff. And the relief came in, like, of course, Tears' mother defended uh, her, which, like, is kind of a grand and brave thing to do. She confronted the mm. imam directly, mm-hmm. like, not leading with her husband. No, her no. husband was behind her. Yeah. She cuts off the conversation and says, hey, that was wrong. Like, yeah. with the way you shamed her in front of everybody. That was wrong. Not okay. And, like, she was really giving it to him. No, she, she was. <laughs> Which is a very brave thing to do. Like in Western, like, you know, like Christian, it wouldn't be that like wild for my mom to walk up to the pastor and say, no, look at here. <laughs> Don't be talking about your face. Look at like, here now, please. That's not that crazy. Yeah. 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 But for a woman to do that, like to an imam is, is very significant. Yeah. Even though I was, I thought they were the relief too. And then she twisted the turn on me when she found out about her son and a summer's relationship. So I'm like, so you can stick up for summer and you say that she reminds you a lot of yourself growing up. Mm-hmm. But now that she has entered a relationship that's become romantic with your son, she a hoe. Well, you sexual, get out your house. it was fine with the romance. Okay. Yeah, the sexual sex. relationship. Yeah. <laughs> and I, Sure, I'm not a parent. I don't know. Like, I sure they're teenagers, but it was consensual, and yeah. I just, I... which opens up to the next discussion. I <laughs> yeah. have, I, I put this in my notes. Here's the question: because the way she finds out is she, of course, she probably asked him directly, but mm-hmm. she sees them making out after yeah. dinner. They're in to hear's parents' house, and they're making out, and the doors open. And she Stupid. sees it. Oh, that's mistake number um, one. <laughs> mistake 
numero uno. Um, here's the question. We are both non-parents, so this is mm-hmm. just going to be a whimsical conversation of two 20-somethings <laughs> talking about <laughs> the future. How far is it okay to let the kids go? Like, in yeah. terms of making out and stuff, like, it, it, like it, instinctively. Instinctively, I'm, my... Yeah. Is I would say no. Right. No, like if if I if if today, if I was 40 years old today, ain't no kids gonna be having sex in my house. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, that's reasonable, right? But like yeah. making out, like my instinct, my instinct, if I saw like my kid and they're like little teenage boo making out I, after we had a very pleasant dinner all together. I, yeah. Like my instinct would be like, hey, 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 get off each other. Stop that. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. We got to touch each other and have a good time. Huh? Right. I want to play Monopoly. <laughs> Let's do something fun. Let's do something fun. <laughs> Connect four. Come on, y'all. Pull out the board games. Yeah. Come on. We're we playing bingo. <laughs> get on down here. I want to see y'all. So I don't know. How far is it okay to let the kids go? Like yeah. what's... Honestly, I feel because I've, you know, today years old me, you know, would, would, would like to think that, you know, you want your kids to be, to feel like comfortable enough to, you know, be open to share things with you. And you don't want to like shame them for doing something that that is a part of human nature. Yeah. Right. But like oh. at the same time, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm just like, I don't, mm. I don't know if mm. I want no 17-year-olds in my grown house having sex. I don't know if I would yeah. like that. I, like, I just I feel strange. I don't know. Sex. Yeah. But like... If they're making okay, out, I feel like... Making out, I think... I I think I'd say that's fine. Like, you know, because, you know, you invite your little boo over. And I'm there. You know, I'd be like... Ugh. I might be a little uncomfortable and have a little <laughs> attitude afterwards. <laughs> I saw your little friend was up there. You had the door closed. You know, kind of like that. But at least I know what's going on, <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay, oh, here's where the line gets blurry, though. Making out, you don't make out with your hands behind your back. You're touching don't. each other and like you're doing some pants rubbing. You, uh-huh. that's cool. Like on paper, I think that's fine. But like, yeah, if I was in that situation. situation. And I hear like, <laughs> all of that coming from my, my <laughs> I we should get a I should, we need a parent on this pod. Like we, we need some like context. Some context. Maybe yeah. we stop caring. Maybe we're thinking about it too much, but parents are like, whatever. Like, like as long as you're not bothering me. Right. They up there tonguing around up there. I don't know what the hell they're doing. I don't care. Yeah. You know? I don't yeah. I feel like that's I don't know. We we don't got no kids. Um that's that's hard. I don't know because I feel like you know because as a teenager you want to I guess I guess you f- want to feel like you can like share all parts of your life with like your parents or like whoever's like your caregiver or whatever. But like in reality, yeah. that's I don't I don't think that's the truth. Ain't nobody, I don't think people are really out here Gilmore Girlsing it up and just like you no. know giving every like intimate detail of their life with like their family. And yeah, I think that's I healthy think so to not. So <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I do. I don't think you have to do that. 
here's a here's a here's a good build on that question. The, so the first question is how far is okay to let the kids go? Mm-hmm. But the next question is, but like, what if you like, think you hear something? Because you know when you're making out, like you may think you hear something, but they really didn't go that far. They still is up there kissing, yeah. and you you gonna bust in and embarrass everybody, including yourself? Because I'm gonna be embarrassed if I bust in. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do all of that. But here's the thing: how do you? What do you tell a 17 or 18 year old who is making out and feeling very hot in the crotch? Because like mm. making out, it's it's hot. That's why everybody likes to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you tell them? What? How do you? Because the, the the boundaries are so blurry. How do you say, hey, it's all right to make out and like um like fondle each other over the underwear, but like yeah, don't do sex. How do you do like what what? incentive do they have not to do this not sex? to do i don't know that's you know what my i think my only response uh that i can think of right now is somebody who is still in their 20s and yeah. no kids and really couldn't yeah. fathom how i'll react 20 years from now in that situation i would you know that's why it's important to teach your kids you know the fundamentals number one consent number two protection Oh, what? oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, that just wigged me out. Sid, that's more than 20 years from now. If you're going to have a 17-year-old when you're 40, you need to have that baby in three years. Oh, hell no. Three years what? from today. <laughs> you need to have that baby. Ooh. Well, you know, if Kelvin Ackright, who knows? No, that's less than that. My math, I, I, that's assuming we were 20. We're not 20. We are not you 20. You need to have that baby three years ago. Ago? <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, no, it, it, damn, man, time won't stop for real. Time is, time is still, it's still a going. Well, well let's get thirty years from I now. Talk about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk yeah. about what I'm comfortable with. That was a complicated question. Yeah, we don't, we don't know nothing about that. That's complicated. <laughs> oh wait, let's. I'm gonna flip it on his head, and then, and then I'm gonna get off of it. Okay. Instead of asking how far is it okay to let the kids go, like from the parent perspective, uh-huh. imagine you're back in your 17-year-old Sydney and you want to make out and like yeah. your boyfriend upstairs, you want to make out and your mom is saying no. And your mom does what this mom in the movie does. Mm-hmm. What would you, how much would you be arguing for is okay? <laughs> like how much, <laughs> mm. like you think making out from that perspective is like, mom, is just making out. Right. Like, you think <laughs> Right. No, right. That's 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 the argument. But then also at that point, I feel like because in that part of Summer's life, she about to get her college acceptance. And in the next six months, she's going to be gone in a way anyway. So it's kind of like, you know, you got to wait for the prize for a few months. That's true. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's pretty reasonable. That's pretty reasonable. So that's my argument. Like, you know, bump it. I'm going to listen. Yeah. I'm going to listen to the mess or whatever, you know, and sit through the yeah. argument. But in the back of my mind. I already know. Six months from now, I'm going to be gone anyway. So, yeah. like, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to be ready for the boys. <laughs> right. The boys The boys are going to be out, and I will be out, too. So, whatevs. Yeah. Nice. So, inevitably, we have to talk about the gay shit, because I am a co-host on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I'm an ally. Absolutely. <laughs> and an ally, and it's not even June. Hello. It's not even June. <laughs> Hell, it's July. We don't we don't <laughs> bend past the 30th. Mm-hmm. Every month pride. Get on Every it. month. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I started the, when the movie started out, 
like I said, I hardly ever read a synopsis before I watch a movie or watch a yeah. trailer or anything. Like, I just watch it. Yeah. So I didn't know anything about it. I knew it was a teenage girl story, so I, I didn't mm-hmm. know what it was going to be about. Um, in the beginning, we get, like, a lot of gay uh, subplots. Like vibes. Yeah. Yeah. No, straight up, like, flirting with women. She flirts yeah. with two separate girls. That's um, true. You know, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. And then I realized it was a like a story about Islam as well. So I was like, oh hell yeah, oh yeah, yeah. we about to <laughs> we about to get a story about a young this queer is layered, girl. yes, hell yeah. <laughs> but then I'm not gonna lie, Sid. At the end, I felt a little queer baited because mm. there's a point where she says like where where to hear <clears throat> she's trying to talk him out of his pants. Yeah. <laughs> The girl is very says, convincing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> he says, you know, don't you you probably say that to everybody, you know, all the girls you flirt with. Uh-huh. And then she pretty much says like how Nicki Minaj in like 2012 was like, oh y'all, I was just I wasn't bi for real. I was yeah. bisexual for real. I'd be playing. Y'all believe everything I say? Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you said it. Why, <laughs> why would we not like, believe you? Yeah, why would, we didn't make it up. You said right. it. <laughs> She said something similar. She was like, you know, I just be mm-hmm. doing stuff. I don't really even care. And I'm like, bro, then what the fuck, bro? What's going on? Yeah. That vibe, That's true. She literally <laughs> it, was like, I just flirt to flirt. And I'm just like, oh, but don't That's be- why I felt so confused about the tone. Because yeah. it seemed like she associated queerness with promiscuity mm. and like, 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 you know, like haram, like just right, sinfulness. Right. Or like, you know, just not following the right rules mm-hmm. and i'm like that's not it that's not it at all <laughs> and that yeah. might be true for the filmmaker that might be true for like the the woman who wrote this movie like that that was her experience and many girls did do that like you know right. but i just true. don't think that's what we needed at this time as a gay don't bait me <laughs> no <laughs> i agree because when you know? when she said it because w- when the movie like the first two opening scenes with her interactions with like other people her age and her friends it's one homegirl in the back of the classroom texting her like oh girl you sexy today and then she's like mm-hmm. flirting back via text and then she goes to the pizza yeah. shop and she flirts with this girl to get some extra pepperoni so you're like oh yeah. okay so she's clearly queer but like what happens and then it just kind of yeah. they just throw the plot away. And then at towards the end, when she wants to sleep with Tahir, she's like, "Oh, I just be playing with them girls." And it's like, "Oh, yeah. that's, kinda, that's messed I up." I was like, "Damn, yeah, yeah." Why you do that? <laughs> why that's you had to show me that? Then? <laughs> <laughs> what was the, what was yeah? Why why even add it to the story? Like, I yeah, because I in the uh, synopsis or whatever, it's like a girl like exploring her sexuality. Is that just to, to put it in the movie so you can say, "Boom, I hit on that point." Like she's exploring yeah, her like sexuality, it. yeah, and that's kind of what yeah. it seems. So, yeah, yeah, that's. A I'm, good glad point. I went, I, I'm glad I I'm glad you know that somebody else like picked up on that too because I, I yeah. Like, sometimes I I internalize like mean people on Twitter who be talking who like gripe about the alphabet mafia like everybody ain't gotta be gay. And I'm uh, like, yeah, they don't. But, like if you say you're gay, I feel like you should be right. <laughs> then you should be. You know. So yeah, that was honestly we talked for almost an hour, and that was the first like maybe right. knock that I yeah. had on the movie. And it wasn't know? yeah, it's it's fair to say because it was confusing, yeah. and it seemed kind of it was it was a little negative. So 
why know. even include it? Yeah, why why include it in the plot? But you know, I don't know. I don't. Who knows what the writer wanted to give us with that? I don't really know. I need to watch some more yeah. interviews or something to see. Maybe it was just an honest truth about her. But like sometimes, Maybe, yeah. that's the thing about when writers make the movie. Like when writers write the script and then make the movie. There's mm-hmm. no like uh hollywood magic touch like to take things out that don't you know yeah so they keep something because it's true not because it truly adds to the story you know i like that so yeah we will start a master Um, class for everybody just (laughs) just compiling all of the like reading and watching i've been doing in quarantine yeah Yeah, that's that's what we gonna do tune in next week for the master class episode now (laughs) (laughs) look I want to, I have one more throwaway, like, comment before we, like, wrap things up and, you know, you give us the esteemed verdict of the movie, the esteemed award. Here's a quick thing. Mm -hmm. One detail I love. This is small detail. This is filmmaking, honey. This is... (laughs) Mm. Filmmaking, honey. (laughs) The the dad, played by Dorian Missick, we we didn't even talk about his character. He was also a relief in this movie, being, like, supportive. He was, like, hands, like, hands off in a good way like do whatever you want i'm here to support you mm-hmm. um a, a pretty good movie dad he's married to a white woman though and yeah. <laughs> in the scene where she is introduced to us and Ew. her character trait is that she can only cook sliders that's all she knows how to cook it's <laughs> hilarious because like girl what i love that detail but here's the detail she brushes his hair backwards oh she did <laughs> you know oh you're so right <laughs> like a telltale sign of like a white partner or any a white person married to a black man they always do it like gay men do it anti-black because if you anti-black they go right to the back oh girl yeah you need to watch a youtube video that's why your man don't got no waves (laughs) yeah that's exactly why that's why think about it when the last time you seen i'm finna get racy when the last time Mm. you see black man married to woman with 360 waves you've never seen it never ever i i honestly i couldn't even think of anybody right i Mm-mm. never i can't i can't mm. <laughs> it's because then white women keep brushing their hair backwards they Ooh. don't know Ooh. Mm-hmm. brothers won't better for right. yourself that's how i'm gonna leave it at that <laughs> won't better for yourself. <laughs> that's what i need and i said here's here's the last thing i need from you yes Will you tell us who came to act? I will. Um, this is my favorite part of the evening, the award <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> I, I got to tee it up, you know, because it's very important. Um, yeah. The Who Came to Act Award. You know, each week after we dive into a movie, we then evaluate who left it all on the screen, who gave it their all, at least in my opinion. And then we then dub them with Who Came to Act. Um, and with this, I think it's pretty clear. You know what I'm saying? So I want to, you know, I I had a few doubts after, you know, I'm not going to lie, after seeing this character's uh, previous role in something different that we did discuss in the past. <laughs> but I think she redeemed herself in this movie. And, you know, she is the titular character here. So I want to give it to Miss Zoe Renee. <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> she came to act this week. So we, we need to put a clap sound effect in here or something. Uh, you want me to? I will. I'll talk to the editor and see if we can get that. Yeah, yeah. Please, please talk to them. I would. 
I would like that <laughs> to be added. Uh, but no, Zoe Renee, I think you you gave it your all, sis, for your debut in a feature film. You mm-hmm. killed it. You, I mean, you the movie is surrounding you, so you kind of have to. Yeah. But you you did your part. So shout out to you, Zoe. Yeah. I, I wholeheartedly and fully accept that nomination. Uh, she did a great job. And yeah. at the end of the movie, it's kind of where she got to like, like really flex as an actress, as mm-hmm. an actress. Yes, actress. <laughs> um, the writer um, threw in like some, like poetry as like an, as narration. And then mm-hmm. at the end, there's, there's she performs a, a poem about Jen, which is just this uh, mystical, you know, thing taught in Islam about mm-hmm. this, these, the type of uh, a type of quasi person spirit that yep. exists. Um, and the whole movie is an allegory for that. And she like embodies that. She says, that's me. You know, I'm I'm Jen. I was born. Yeah. Smokeless fire. That was me. So she really got to showcase her chops on that one. And I, I look forward to seeing Zoe Renee in even more things. Yeah. Apparently she has some like thriller that she's doing with Regina Hall. So that's that should be oh, you know, we you love Miss Hall. Miss Hall. So, <laughs> so why did we both do the phage? I know that's right. <laughs> I know that's right, girl. <laughs> so, go Miss Renee. Go <laughs> She's doing big things. Yeah. Oh hell. No, I'm excited. Yeah. Look, you got a fan in me, Zoe. You got a fan in me. Yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm gonna go and rewatch the quad because I don't think I gave it it's just due and it's mm-hmm. on BET plus. So I'm gonna go. And, I'm gonna use my subscription for good, and I'm gonna go and do that. Well, while Sydney does that, <laughs> Lex won't be. But while Sydney does that, <laughs> y'all make sure you uh, give this movie a watch. It's on Prime. You don't have to buy it. <laughs> do buy it to support, but you don't have to. It's on Prime. Yeah. And let us know what you think, Sydney. Will you tell them how to find us? As always, yes. Please, please. Follow us on Twitter. You can find us at TNCCPod. Let us know if you watch the movies. You know, what are your thoughts? Do you agree with our Who Came to Acts each week? Who do you think came to Acts? We're open to discussion and dialogue. So let us know there. Then check us out on Instagram. We're at New Chitlin Circuit. And Chitlin is spelled Mm -hmm. C-H-I-T-L-I-N. Double tap, follow, share the profile. And if you're Mm -hmm. listening right now, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe, man, wherever you're listening. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Stitcher. Five stars, man. (laughs) (laughs) Look, and also, you know, just another thing I want to throw in. If you know of a wonderful black filmmaker independently making great movies, Mm. like, send that over to us. Because, you know, our show, me and Sydney, we are great. And we love chatting. But, like, honestly... The magic of this show is the the beautiful and wonderful art that black independent filmmakers make, you know? So we want to see it. All right. right. Uh, I'm good with it. I'll see y'all next week. Yeah. Stay safe. Stay inside. Bye, y'all.